Unknowingly, man yearns and strives for his original roots. Originally, we were made in the image and likeness of God with truly godlike capabilities to be developed. Man is fascinated with the supernatural. Superheroes such as Superman, Superwoman, Captain America, Iron Man, the X-Men, and their ilk. Originally and always, God is right. Carnal man yearns to be right, but the vast majority want to be right in their wrongness. In the beginning, man had access to the tree of life. Today, he seeks the fountain of youth, even as Ponce de Leon once did, and seeks secret elixirs and creams to restore youthfulness. Adam and Eve were immortal, but chose sin and death instead. God said man said has published much content on today's science and its efforts to regain immortality, though an immortality free of God. Sound familiar? Man craves knowledge. It is said that knowledge is power, and all knowledge is all power. God is all knowledge. But man seeks a knowledge devoid of the God of absolutes. Just ask your phone to search the knowledge of the world via the Internet. Amazingly enough, the above are truly attainable, some here, some there. Unfortunately, as it was in the Garden of Eden with Mother Eve, where she wanted to retain the marvelous gifts of God, not in faith and obedience, but rather in unbelief and disobedience, so it is with her sons and daughters. Obviously, her idea, Satan's idea, failed and failed miserably. All of the gifts of God mentioned above are truly attainable in Jesus Christ, some here and some there. But the sons and daughters of Eve will always seek another way. Jesus said in John 1, 1, ver- or John, excuse me, 10, 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Jesus speaks to Thomas in John 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said to see the kingdom of God, John 3, 3, one must be born again. There is no other way. There just isn't. Have you been born again? Will today be the day all your sin and shame is erased forever? Will today be the day? All your burdens are lifted. Click on the further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Today is your day of salvation. Now for today's subject. God said, Deuteronomy 26, 15, Look down from thy holy habitation, from heaven, and bless thy people Israel, and the land which thou hast given us, as thou swearest unto our fathers, a land that floweth with milk and honey. God said, Isaiah seven fourteen and 15, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Man said, Nothing exploded, and through a process of time and chance, and if that seems too hard to swallow, well, maybe we were seeded from outer space. Now the record. Evolution is a fool's business. 
a glorious beginning in the very image and likeness of God as recorded in the book of Genesis, evolutionists have reduced to some primordial soup and creeping slime. God speaks of his critics in Romans 1, 21 through 25, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. The doctrine, the failed theory of evolution, is taught in the world's classrooms and is portrayed as the Creator, the God of all life, and even the very universe itself. It fits the admonition of Christ in Luke sixteen fifteen, and he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. One of the most highly revered foodstuffs in the Bible is honey. God said, Man said has published several features on this marvelous product. God's promised land is known as the land of milk and honey. The prophecy of Christ in Isaiah 7, 15 says of our Redeemer, Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. The headline of an old gospel tract given to God said, Man said by a friend reads, Darwin's Fatal Bee Sting. The tract was published by the Gospel Tract Society located in Independence, Missouri, Book Fellowship was cited as the source of the information. Much of that track follows. It is common knowledge that a bee sting can be fatal, and it is inconceivable that any amount of embalming and propping up of the corpse can rescue Darwinism and any related theory of evolution from extinction after what the lowly honeybee has done to it. It is difficult for any evolutionist to convince anyone with an analytic mind that mere chance mutations brought about the amazing equipment of the honeybee and can account for the fantastic characteristics of behavior exhibited in the hive. Even a layman's study of the complex organization in a hive of bees will produce questions which the evolutionist simply cannot answer. The amazing ventilation system the bee organizes and the sanitation squad is enough to boggle the mind. How did she learn to build the wax comb in such a remarkable geometric pattern? The discipline in this little army of man's most useful insect is staggering to contemplate. The nurse bees come and go hundreds of times a day to feed and care for the grubs until they become workers. The glue they harvest to patch up broken honeycombs, the varnish they gather to coat and hermetically seal off the decomposing body of a dead intruder such as a mouse, too heavy to be removed from the bees. Just where do these tiny beings get the wisdom to live these orderly, productive lives? With any other creature than the honeybee, 
The evolutionist simply explains with a sweep of an overconfident hand that experience and acquired skills have been passed from generation to generation, a little now and a little later, until over millions of years of development, we get the fantastic demonstration of efficiency and organization which we see today. But not with the honeybee, not even close. There is only one reproducing female in all the hive, as any scientist knows, and only one male that has been the father of them all. The queen does nothing all her life after the nuptial flight except lay eggs, as many as one million from one impregnation. She does not even feed herself, but is pampered and cared for by the workers. She has had no opportunity to gain experience or skills and the remarkably complicated things which are accomplished by her progeny, whose paternal parent has been a drone that did nothing more in life than go on the nuptial flight with the queen and immediately die. Think a minute. This pair of parent bees never in their life experienced the problems and developed the skills that are revealed in a study of the life of a beehive. They are sons and daughters of another pair of bees that also never had such experiences. Who programmed the instructions which went into the genes that have regulated the complex behavior of this amazing little creature all these thousands of years? There is so much about the life and equipment of the bee that makes a thinking person marvel as he considers the inconsistency of all this coming about through a series of fortuitous accidents is demanded by the theory of evolution. Take the wax plates found on the abdomen of just the worker bees, for instance. Wax is produced by their bodies and collects on their plates. It is used to build the remarkable honeycomb. Isn't it amazing that these plates do not appear on the queen bee or the drone? Then there are the pollen baskets, located on the rear legs of the workers for the purpose of bringing home the high-protein pollen for food. Why are these baskets not found on queens or drones? The answer is simple if one is willing to admit a designer instead of a long chain of accidental mutations that brought all this about. The World Book Encyclopedia will give you nine full pages about the wonders in the life of a honeybee. How anyone can study even this relatively small amount of information and still believe in evolution is beyond understanding. World Book gives an excellent illustration of the three different kinds of legs found on the worker bee, each with specially built-in tools for trade. The foreleg has a special notch which the bee uses to clean its antenna. This antenna is not a feeler, but is a very highly developed nose. Pollen and dirt must be removed continually to keep it functioning properly. Properly, excuse me. There is an extra knee joint on each leg, an additional joint between knee and corresponding joint of the foot. In each pair of legs, this extra knee is made differently, so that it furnishes the bee with three sorts of useful tools. There is a row of bristles that act as a brush as the antenna is drawn through it to be clean. The middle legs have a tool which Philip Masuro calls a crowbar, which the bee uses in various work in the hive and a combination of spurs and pincers on the back pair in addition to the pollen baskets. Cleaning bristles on the middle legs scrape pollen off the front ones. Likewise, those on the rear legs clean the middle ones. None of this was planned, of course. It all came about by accident over millions of years. 
How about the amazing wings of the bee? They move in a fast flight, almost 12,000 times a minute. They are so powerful that the bee can carry loads even heavier than itself. They do not move directly up and down as most wings, but rather they move up, forward, down, and backwards, something like tiny propellers, so that the bee can even hover like a helicopter over the flowers. An amazing feature of these wings is that there are four of them instead of two. On each side of the bee's body, two wings protrude, and in flight they fasten themselves together for strength and power by means of a row of tiny hooks on the rear edge of the front wings, which clips into a pleat on the front edge of the rear wing. How convenient this is when the bee wants to fold down these wings alongside her body when maneuvering about the hive. She just unhooks them, and they fold down beautifully for the occasion. She does not want large, clumsy wings in the way when she, for instance, is taking her turn at the energetic job of the rapid feeding of the newly hatched grubs, which will soon be her successors in carrying on the complicated work of the hive. A few workers will bring a thousand mills to this tiny, rapidly growing grub in a day. After two or three days, the grub is switched to a diet of bee bread, which they make by mixing pollen and honey. As the grub attains full growth, it is sealed in its particular cell in the comb. When it becomes a pupa, a creation kind of miracle, like a caterpillar becoming a beautiful butterfly takes place, as this ugly grub takes on all the complicated paraphernalia of the bee, breaking out soon into a fully-fledged worker bee. Who programmed the genes in the DNA chain that makes this marvelous miracle of a new, highly complicated life take place? Can a rational person conclude it was a series of happy accidents that did it? Space prohibits further detailed comment on the many amazing accomplishments of the bee, which should make any honest evolutionist wonder at the fact that they cannot be inherited characteristics. Young people, don't let yourselves adopt the unprovable claims of the evolutionist. There are thousands of excellent scientists who do not believe these theories. Science is breaking down many arguments every day with new discoveries. Most people do not know there is such a wealth of scientific data available that makes the position of the evolutionist unbelievable. Facts discovered in recent years in the fields of biology and geology alone have crushed the very foundations of the various evolutionary theories. End of quotes. Psalms 53.1 The fool has said in his heart there is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. There is no God like the God of the Bible. He created. He alone. God said, Deuteronomy 26.15, Look down from thy holy habitation from heaven, and bless thy people Israel and the land which thou hast given us, as thou swearest unto our fathers, a land that floweth with milk and honey. God said Isaiah chapter 7, 14 and 15. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good.
Man said, nothing exploded, and through a process of time and chance, and if that seems too hard to swallow, well, maybe we were seeded from outer space. Now you have the record.